Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a personal training company dedicated to helping people of all fitness levels move better, feel better, and live better with progressive functional strength and conditioning workouts. The New York Times recently put out an article titled, Do We Really Need to Take 10,000 Steps a Day for Our Health? And it challenges this ingrained into our technology and into our minds, this idea of 10,000 steps a day being necessary to be healthy. You probably, if you're wearing an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or something like that, you know that 10,000 steps a day is what you're supposed to take, right? Well, is that really what's necessary? Is taking less okay? Does taking more equal better health? What is the science behind this? Well, it turns out there's not actually a whole lot of science behind it. Now, there has been science done on it since it originally came out, but the original 10,000 steps was really more of a marketing thing. And that's what this article explains. It's a short article, and I figured I would just read it, uh, not exactly verbatim. I'll, I'll paraphrase a couple of things, maybe shorten up some of the names of the universities that they cite in here, uh, just so that you all can get the gist of the article, and uh, I can share my thoughts on it really quick here for you. So the title is, Do We Really Need to Take 10,000 Steps a Day for Our Health? And this is written by Gretchen Reynolds from the New York Times. The advice that we take 10,000 steps a day is more of a marketing accident than based on science. Taking far fewer may still have notable benefits. Fitness tracking devices often recommend that we take 10,000 steps a day, but the goal of taking 10,000 steps, which many of us believe is rooted in science, in fact rests on coincidence and sticky history rather than research. According to a professor of epidemiology and an expert on step counts and health, the 10,000 steps target became popular in Japan in the 1960s. A clockmaker hoping to capitalize on interest in the fitness world after the 1964 Olympic Games mass-produced a pedometer with a name that when written in Japanese characters resembles a walking man. It also translates as 10,000 steps meter creating this walking aim that throughout the decades somehow became embedded in our global consciousness and in fitness trackers. But today, the best science suggests that we don't need to take 10,000 steps a day, which is about 5 miles, for the sake of our health or longevity. In a 2019 study, some researchers found that women in their 70s who managed as few as 4,400 steps a day reduced their risk of premature death by about 40%, compared to women who completed 2,700 or fewer steps a day. The risks for early death continued to drop among the women walking more than 5,000 steps a day, but those benefits plateaued at about 7,500 daily steps. In other words, Older women who completed fewer than half of the mythic 10K steps a day tended to live substantially longer than those who covered even less ground. Another more expansive study of about 5,000 middle-aged men and women of various ethnicities also found that 10K a day in steps was not required for longevity. In that study, people who walked about 8,000 steps a day were half as likely to die prematurely from heart disease or any other causes of death as those who only accumulated 4,000 steps a day. The statistical benefits of additional steps above those 8,000 steps were slight, meaning it didn't hurt people to take more steps up to and beyond the 10,000 steps mark, but those extra steps didn't provide that much additional protection against dying young either. Then also, if we do reach the 10,000 step target, it might not be something that lasts. 
There's a famous study in Belgium that provided local citizens with pedometers and encouraged them to walk for those 10,000 steps a day and try to do it for a year. Of these 660 men and women who completed the study, only about 8% reached that 10K step goal by the end. And then they did a follow-up study four years later, and almost no one was still doing that much walking. Most had slipped back into what their baseline was, which was the same amount of steps that they took prior to the study starting. So the good news is that upping our current step counts by even a few thousand additional strides most days could be a reasonable, uh, sufficient, and achievable goal, according to the doctor who is doing the most studies right now on these step counts. The formal physical activity guidelines issued by the United States and other governments don't list steps as a recommendation. They use minutes. So the suggestion is you need to exercise for at least 150 minutes a week or a half an hour most days in addition to whatever else you do as as part of your normal daily life. So if you translate that 30 minute of move, 30 minutes of movement into step counts, that would equal to a little more than 16,000 steps a week of exercise for most people, or about only 2,000 to 3,000 steps most days. And 2,000 steps is equal to roughly a mile for most people. So if, like most people, you're currently taking an average of 5,000 steps a day during the course of everyday activities, like your shopping or your housework or working, if you add those extra 2,000 to 3,000 steps, that would take you to a total of about 7,000 to 8,000 steps most days, which seems to be that step count sweet spot. So if you're getting stressed out about that, and this is not part of the article, this is now me talking, the, the article is over. Uh, so if you're getting stressed out about that 10,000 step number that you're trying to hit every day or more, I know some people that try to hit even more than that, the article here is saying you don't have to worry so much about that, that even if you just get an extra 2,000 to 3,000 steps on top of what you're already doing, that that's going to be beneficial to your health. Now, here's where I, I can think of, of a well, actually, a lot of different ways to view this article, but two main ways to view it. On the one hand, I like the low barrier of entry. I like it making things more accessible for people. That, hey, you know, this 10,000 step goal, which is a, is a lot. I mean, that can be, you know, several miles of walking a day, which a lot of people just don't have time to do. It lowers the barrier of entry because you're saying you actually only have to do about a half an hour of walking a day. Uh, and a half an hour really is a minimum. I, I tell people you should be moving for an hour a day, every day. Uh, but a half an hour is, is great if you can do that. So lowering the barrier of entry is great to get people in where the the functional fitness world tends to forget people. Because we get into our burpees and our barbells and our kettlebells and things like that and you know think, well, this is optimal for health. Well, Yes and no. I mean, it's, it's great to have strength that translates to things outside the gym so you're not getting hurt when you're picking things up and you can play with your kids, you can be active and healthy. That's awesome. But you also have to remember that there is a large population in our country and throughout the world that doesn't even stand up off of the couch or, or out of their, they're in the desk all day and then they drive home and then they sit all night. So just getting people to move more by lowering the barrier of entry by saying, you don't have to hit 10,000. Can you get 2,000? Can you get 3,000? I think that's great. That's on the one end. On the other side of this, it seems like there's always things coming out in articles that are trying to make fitness easier for people, which, like I said before, is good for the low barrier of entry. But at a certain point, it has to be progressive or you're never going to get fit. 
it will take at a certain point a sacrifice of your time, of your comfort, of your eating, what the things that you like to eat or the amounts that you like to eat, the things that you like to do when it comes to exercise. You're going to have to sacrifice some things if you want to achieve optimal health. If you're currently living an unhealthy lifestyle, you're going to have to change your lifestyle. So I think the low barrier of entry is great, but also you can't you can't baby people. Okay, at a certain point, people do have to be pushed a little bit, which is why I think that you know personal training is is so important. But there's also a wide range of of progressive fitness in between your your couch potato and your CrossFitter. And in between that, we, we need to be able to, you know, let people move through and, and get to a certain point where they are happy with their fitness. And they don't have to be doing, you know, the things that you see, you know, functional fitness athletes do in order to be healthy. You can just be more active and be very healthy. But if you have goals when it comes to your body fat or muscle mass or lifting goals, or you want to be strong enough to be able to do the monkey bars with your child, or you want to be able to, you know, do yard work all day long and not get tired and be able to, you know, shovel snow and things like that, you're going to have to do some more than just the bare minimum. The other, I guess there's actually a third way I can see this article is that the whole point of the steps is this is this arbitrary thing and even converting the, the minutes into steps. When you're lifting weights, you're not actually stepping that much, but you burn a ton of calories when you're lifting weights and you're boosting your metabolism and you're going to be burning more calories throughout the rest of the day. You're going to be building lean muscle mass. Muscle is an extremely important organ in your body. Uh, it's going to help you with blood sugar management. It's just going to help you uh, with your physical appearance, if you need to gain some muscle mass and lose some body fat. I mean, so there's so many benefits to weight training that you know, everybody should be doing it in some way or another. And if you're just thinking about steps or minutes of, of moving, it all kind of comes back to just, you know, physical activity or cardio when, you know, you really need to be worrying about having a mixture of cardio and strength training. So, you know, converting those, those minutes of activity a week, I think is good for just, just general moving around, but don't be so worried about those steps because in that hundred, in that 150 minutes or half an hour to an hour a day, two or three of those days can be weight training and two or three of those days can be cardio or just going for a walk or riding a bike or something like that. So again, the step thing, the 10,000 steps is kind of arbitrary because it wasn't even based on science. It's, it's really closer to seven to 8,000 steps. But then even just the steps themselves is, is not the important thing. It's just about moving and finding something that you enjoy doing. If you don't enjoy going for long walks and you'd rather be under a, a heavy barbell, just make sure that, that you are training progressively and not hurting yourself and training in enjoyable ways. Make sure that you're doing enough conditioning of some type to have a healthy heart and you're good. If you don't like lifting weights and you know that you need to be strong, so you need to do it, you know, twice a week and do the bare minimum when it comes to lifting weights and then you love getting out on your bike and riding your bike, then go for it. And don't worry about the fact that you're not technically taking all of those steps because it's not about the steps. It's about the time and the intensity and 
rounding out your fitness with a good mixture of strength training and conditioning or cardio work, plus just more activity throughout the day. So that's my take on the article uh, that's been going around from New York Times, again, written by Gretchen Reynolds. So I want to give all credit to her for writing that. Uh, if you have thoughts on this, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on it. If you want to contact me on social media, the handle is at straightshottraining. You can also email me at johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, at straightshottraining.com. If you would like to check out everything that we have to offer in the way of uh, remote and in-facility training services with Straight Shot Training, we would love to see you back in person. And if you live too far away from us, we would love to train you online. Just head over to straightshottraining.com and see everything that we have over there to offer for you. Again, if you can share this episode with your friends, that would be awesome. Make sure that you subscribe to the show if you aren't already, and please leave me a rating and actually a written rating if you have a second to do that. So thank you so much for listening, and have a great week, everybody. Thank you.